you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Dot com. Well, what can you say, ladies and gentlemen? The opera, later has, the opera singer has spoken. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys being part of the big show. We couldn't do it without you guys, because if we didn't have you guys as an audience, we'd just be sitting here talking to ourselves, which is what I do on Fridays. So, uh, I talk to the wall and my seven other personalities. The judge says I can't talk to anymore. Uh, but don't tell him I'm my parole officer, because uh, I wanted to get the ankle bracelet off. Uh, anyway, guys, we're going to be learning a ton of great stuff, and as always, that's what we do here on the Chris Foss show. We learn great stuff and we have the most amazing authors. People come on the show and they share with us their knowledge, stuff they spent sometimes tens of hundreds of thousands of hours, sometimes a lifetime studying. And they bring it to you in an hour synopsis and give it to you this juicy piece of uh, uh, steaming, wonderful, glorious, scrumptious goodie. I don't know what it sounds. I'm thinking of th- uh, Thanksgiving. I must be hungry. Uh, bef- and they set it before you so that you can indulge in it and, uh, and nourish your mind, your body, and your soul. And we have one of those authors on today as well. But in the meantime, we need you to do one thing for us. Just one thing. That's all we ask. Uh, go to goodreads.com for chess Chris Foss. Refer your family, friends, and relatives over to all the plugs. YouTube.com for says Chris Foss. LinkedIn.com for says Chris Foss. And goodreads.com. Ah, I do goodreads. Uh, Chris Foss won the TikTok. Uh, she's the author of the newest book that's just come out. Take no shit. Build better relationships through discovering, creating, and maintaining healthy boundaries in three, sometimes five, simple steps. Heather Kloss is on the show with us today. Uh, well, be on the. We'll ask her if she's related to the Santa since uh, Christmas is coming up, and some of you have been very bad boys and girls, so uh, we're going to have to have a look into that and see what we need to do there if we can get back on the list. Maybe she can help us. Heather has lived a very atypical life. Uh, She's hitchhiked across the country, traveled, and worked in a carnival for a season. Uh, That's probably when she was kidnapped, hijacking across the country. We'll find out how that works. Uh, She roamed New York City with street people, she explored and taught alternative lifestyles and more. And all of her experience thus far have led her to believe that boundaries, boundaries, I say, are the key to not only saving ourselves, but our relationships. She's a big fan of amazing people, enjoying love, sex, and romance in happy and functional lives. What a weird thing to come up with. Why would you want to be happy? Uh, whatever that might look like from human to human, which is why she is thrilled to share her experience and knowledge of boundaries with us welcome to the show heather how are you i am wonderful chris thank you so much for having me thanks for coming we really appreciate it uh give us your dot coms where can people find you on the interwebs my dot curiouser dot life 
There you go. Mycuriouser.life. So uh, just a fun fact to get out of the way real quick because it's piqued my curiosity. When you hitchhike across the country, were you uh, kidnapped and that's why you had to work in the carnival for a season or was this voluntary? No, it was it was totally voluntary. It was a teenage hijink <laughs> and uh, oh. I own it. Had a great time. Learned a lot about humanity in a few short months and uh, <laughs> lived to tell the tale. There you go. A lot of people don't with the hitchhiking thing, evidently. So I'm glad you made it. Uh, so uh, give us a 30,000 overview of your uh, new book that you put out. Take no shit, damn it. Or it's just take no shit. I added the damn it part. <laughs> um, so take no shit is all about building better boundaries in order to create more functional relationships. Um, there are three, sometimes five simple steps. The first three are step one set your boundaries. That's the internal work, figuring out what your boundaries are. Step two, say it, communicate your boundaries. Mm. Step three, review it. How did that go communicating your boundaries? Did it affect change or not? Step four, which is optional because things might already be fixed, right? Step mm -hmm. four would be repeat it. Say what you need to say again, maybe in a different way, have a different conversation, whatever. And then quite possibly step five, which is change. Hmm. Change what you're willing to accept, change your relationship, change. There you go. You know, I, uh, I, I'm shocked at how many people don't know what boundaries are. Uh, especially men in today's world, like men, especially married men seem to have no idea what boundaries are, uh, and how to maintain them from a masculine frame. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, I'm always just shocked when I bring it up to people and they're like, what's a boundary. I think maybe women have a better understanding of it than men. Uh, that's just my polling. But, uh, what do you find? Do you find that a lot of people really understand what boundaries are? Or is, is this something we really need a lot more education on? I think that. Uh, men and women have different challenges with boundaries. Mm. So um, like a lot of people have challenges, like they're really good with their work boundaries mm. maybe, but not great with their interpersonal boundaries or they're really good with their family, but they're not good with their new significant other. <laughs> you know, like, so I think everybody has challenges with boundaries in different ways. And that's mm. the key is that, also, what your boundaries are going to look like and what my boundaries are going to look like are going to be radically different because we're two different humans. We're trying to um, protect and prioritize different things in our lives. And we want to um, have less of mm -hmm. different things in our lives. So mm -hmm. what you're going to use to protect those things and what you're going to use to keep those things out is going to be different than what I'm going to use. Okay, so what is a boundary? Let's lay a foundation for that. What is a boundary okay. specifically? So a boundary is a line between the things that I want to prioritize and protect in my life and the things that I want less of, don't want, or are none of my business. Ah. <laughs> so um, as, the, as the saying goes, um, outside my boundaries, mm -hmm. not my monkeys, not my circus, Inside my boundaries, these are my monkeys. These this my is monkeys. my circus. Well, it sounds like this house on Thursdays. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but uh, uh, it sounds like my underwear on Fridays. I, I don't know what that means either. Uh, so, uh, but boundaries, uh, why is it important that we set them? Why, why, why do we need them? 
Well, especially in relationships, um, mm -hmm. we have been bombarded with this messaging that, you know, two must become one, right? Oh, so we end up with this whole, we got to do everything together. We're attached at the hip. We have to be in lockstep. We have to be in, uh -huh. you know, group think, whatever. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> let's be honest, that's why so many relationships fail, right? It's not yeah. possible over the long term to be continuously um, integrated like that. So with boundaries, the goal is to understand who we are as individuals, bring those individuals to a relationship, and then co-create or collaborate a relationship in what I call the sweet spot. And the sweet spot is a Venn diagram, mm -hmm. big circle. This is what you want. This is what I want. Where they overlap, that's the sweet spot. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go fishing on Saturdays with your buddies and drink beer and um, shoot targets, more power to you. That's not for me. That's not part of our sweet spot. Right. Mm -hmm. However, we might enjoy, you know, hiking the mountains together or checking out new food places or whatever that is. That's the sweet spot and understanding how we can live our best lives as individuals and have a relationship that serves us both that is the key there you go i love that concept because to me i've i've never really been into the we merge as one i mean yeah maybe you're on the same team you know in a marriage or something yes. like that but still you know you want to <laughs> you want people to grow as an individual and be their own person so they can be happy you know, there's, there's a lot of people, I think, that go, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a lot of people that seem to go into relationships where that's like, I just lost myself in the relationship. It's like, uh -huh. how did you how did you lose yourself in the relationship? And I think that's maybe what you're talking about. They tried to fold it into each other and merge it into each other. And to me, that's just boring as fuck. That's my new book coming out, Boring as Fuck, Relationships <laughs> uh, 2024. Stay tuned. Um but uh, which is probably why I'm still single. Uh, but uh, th these boundaries thing, a lot of people don't hear about them. Um, and how do we use boundaries for behavior that's problematic? I know I, I use boundaries for behavior or, you know, like you talked about how maybe, you know, I don't want something around me. It's not my monkeys. Yeah. Like if you're going to come talk to me about some stupid mean politics or something you're horribly uneducated and when i really don't want to have a conversation with you um and so i'm i'll create a boundary and say hey you know we're not we're not here to have conversations with idiots Absolutely. no i don't say that I, I say we're not here talking about politics um but that's the code word but um you know sometimes you have people that that um you've got to set a lot of boundaries for there's a lot of monitoring that has to go on with them Yes. and uh, trying to get them to hold their behavior. How do you deal with people like that? And, and how, do you, how do you react when the, your boundaries are crossed or how should you react when your boundaries are crossed or when people test the, the fence, if you will? So in personal relationships, mm. what I say is that if somebody is consistently pushing on your boundaries and you, as you said, need to monitor them constantly, mm -hmm. That sounds to me like an untenable relationship. Oh. I, I am I am not your keeper. I am not your jailer. I am not your mother. You know, <laughs> I am I am not here to keep you on the straight and narrow. Like mm. that is not my job. That 
that's a boundary, right? Like I am yeah. not here to make you behave like you love me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or like plus you respect a, what I have to say. That's not what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. Plus it's a tenet of respect, right? Absolutely. You know, for men, respect is a big thing. I don't, yeah. I don't tolerate disrespect from no one. I don't care. Uh, and, um, and, and so when someone's constantly pushing your boundaries or testing, you know, testing the boundary and seeing if you're for real, uh, it really can get annoying sometimes because you're just That's like, you don't respect me. Yeah. It's draining. Cause I, yeah, I, I like what you said. You know, I don't have time to babysit my boundaries. If you can't yeah. respect them, I don't have time to babysit you. I mean, not you specifically, but the, you know, people that break my boundaries. Um, so how do you deal with those people that constantly, do you just have to eject them from your life? Well, there's, there's a lot of different things, you know, when it comes down to, you know, first you say whatever it is. So, mm -hmm. Hey, Chris, I, <laughs> I don't love it when you call me sweet tits, right? Please. I'm sorry. I don't call me sweet tits. Like that's what my ex called me. It just, <laughs> the feelings are complicated, right? Not yeah. positive. And so you, if you cared about what I had to say or whatever, would probably be like, well, dang. We don't want you thinking of your ex when oh. we're together. So yeah. I'm not calling you sweet tits anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Done and dusted. That yeah. is an ideal. Yeah. Now, let's say sweet tits is like your favorite pet name ever. So you're feeling a little like mm, defensive maybe about like not using that, especially because you know, it's kind of habitual. And so you push mm. back a little bit and you're like, sweet tits, come on. It's just sweet tits. It's just, it's, it's silly. Just Lots phrase. of people say that it's just a phrase. There's nothing mm. to worry about. Right. So yeah. that's where I go. And I'm like, well, I'm reviewing this and that didn't go as well as I'd like it to go. <laughs> No, right? note yourself. Tell my girlfriend to quit calling me sweet tits. <laughs> and then, so the idea then would be, okay, is it worth it to me to have this conversation again and be more clear with you? Or at that point, do I just want to change the access that we have to each other? Mm. Or do I really, I mean, then there's always the possibility of me saying, you know what? This is on me. This is my trauma and it's not really that big a deal. So I'm just going to give up being upset about it. That is also taking control from my inside my boundaries, right? Oh. I can change my mind. I can do specific self work and say, you know what? He keeps leaving dishes by the sink. I end up having to do those dishes. Instead of putting them in the dishwasher and it just being automatic, I have to rinse them off. I have to put them in the dishwasher. And yet, if I think about it, I have to do all the dishes in my house if I'm single, yeah, right? That's true, and yeah. on top of it, I would miss doing his dishes, right? I would miss not having him around if that were the big thing that broke us up. I would feel like an asshole. Right. Yeah. So you can change what you get upset about as well. Maybe not all of the time. And you should never try to make somebody else change what they get upset about. But the power of having boundaries is we can choose our mm. boundaries. 
and Damn. what we are willing to accept and what we are absolutely not willing to accept. What are we willing to say, you know what, that's not that big a deal. And what are absolute non-compromisables? I, and, and I like what you said there, that sometimes you can look at your own boundary or, or why you feel that you're having, uh, you're feeling the need to set a boundary. And maybe it is a personal trauma or it's, it's some sort of personal thing. And maybe it is good to take a hard look at that and go, oh, why am I? why am I making a big deal of this? Is it really worth, is this the hill I want to die on sort of thing? Yeah. Um, and uh, um, I like the other aspect too. Uh, you, you kind of alluded to it, I think, where basically, you know, the first thing I do when I set a boundary and someone crosses it, I ask myself, and I do this with leadership and, and running companies, I, I kind of get used to it. I ask myself, did I communicate it effectively? Mm -hmm. And so I have to revisit the second time, as you mentioned, and, and say, okay, I think we had a conversation about this, and maybe I didn't communicate it effectively. Or just maybe you're a fucking idiot. But uh, no, I don't say that. I think that, though. Uh, but, you know, you know, maybe I need to communicate this better. And then I make sure that's laid down. So, you know, it's, you know, Two, two times you got your warning shot across the bow. Don't cross the line anymore. And, and, and if it's, a, if it's a huge habitual behavior though. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if they said they're going to quit smoking mm -hmm. and they quit and then it came back and so on and so forth, sometimes it takes a little more part of what you get to determine as part of your boundaries is how much are you willing to take? The mm -hmm. key is to say, I am making this choice not they are forcing me to put up with it, mm -hmm. right? I am choosing, I will give this six months. I will give everything I have to this relationship for the next six months or a year or whatever it is. And I will see what we can do to improve it. Mm -hmm. And then I'll make a decision and mark it in your calendar, you know, have the alarms go off and then you make the decision. Mm -hmm. Now, why do the, why does setting healthy boundaries make, uh, make better relationships? Why do they create, uh, you know, better simpatico between human beings? Um, because humans have a hard time um, knowing when to speak up, uh -huh. right? Like, so like this little thing annoys us. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, you know, I really like this person. I don't want to say anything. And, but once that whole honeymoon period wears off, mm. that little thing plus all the other, you know, 1,012 other little things that we just sort of let slide, those are going to come raging back and create resentment and bitterness and distance and annoyance. Like that whole the, the, a joke I used to make is that, well, I still make it, um, sex, when it's good, is 20% of the relationship. When it's bad or not happening at all, it's 80% of the relationship. <laughs> Wait. And that's when you start really getting in arguments about whether the toilet paper roll is on the correct way or the seat was left up or, you know, the, the dishes were left by the sink instead of in the dishwasher. Not just sex, but when you start to feel too entangled uh. and you're not like super rose colored glasses anymore, right? You need to start yeah. asserting your independence and figuring out what the relationship looks like once you're not like in bed all the time. Yeah. 
Isn't that funny how that whole thing works out? Uh, so uh, boundaries are, are super important, uh, you know, and we're coming up on, uh, what is it, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas time. Oh, a lot of people have, uh, you know, those fights at Christmas, conversations at Christmas. You know, sometimes you have to set boundaries like, you know, I'm sorry, Uncle Joe, you can't hug me as long as you want, and I'm not sitting on your lap. I've had a lot of girlfriends who have an Uncle Joe. Uh, <laughs> like, that. like, I hate going, Uncle Joe, he hugs me, and he hugs me really weird to get. Anyway, um, and I'm like, wow, okay. So yeah. uh, we don't have to go. I mean, we can go to, we can go get some dinner at some a Chinese restaurant if I don't care. Uh, but, you know, it, sometimes there's conversations that are going to take place that, you know, you're always going to have the political sides of, of whatever. And then you're going to have some controversy nutball. Uncle Joe is going to come in and tell you about how, I don't know, um, John F. Kennedy's running the presidency or some crap. And you're just like, we're just trying to eat Turkey here, man. We're just trying to eat Turkey and just get along and love each other. And, and, uh, so, you know, these are some, these are some good things to have, but I think, you know, you're right. You mentioned earlier, a lot of people are like, I'll just let it slide. You know, Mm -hmm. she's hot or, Maybe women think, uh, you know, he's hot. I don't know what women, how women think. Um, but he's a, uh, he's a keeper. Okay. Um, and uh, so you're like, ah, oh, you know, no big deal. You know, I'm just going to let go. But then all of a sudden, you know, and then you feel like a dick because you've got to fi- finally say, hey, you know that thing that you're always doing? That mm-hmm. actually bugs the fuck out of me. Yeah. And then you feel like a jerk because that person's going, you pretend you pretend like you liked it this whole time for six months, and you're just like, no, it's really didn't like it, or it's actually yeah. kind of growing on me. Um, and then you know, and so people are reluctant to set boundaries over that, correct? Yeah, people are super reluctant to to do that because, I mean, okay, I've got a chapter in my book that is literally, it's not your fault, right? We are raised to do what our parents say. We're raised to do what our teachers say. We are raised to, you know, follow the rules and get along to go along and, you know, keep your traps shut. Don't make waves, all of these things. And depending on um, like the culture you were raised in or whatever, it's going to be different variations of that. But Mm -hmm. overall, nearly all of us have been raised to have crap spectaculous boundaries. And then mm-hmm. even worse, when we get into our first like relationships, ah, uh, young love, right? Mm-hmm. Where we don't know squat about how to have a relationship. And so we say to our first partner, hey, um, I really don't like it when you do. What do you mean? Don't you love me anymore? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, like, uh, if you really loved me, you wouldn't say things like that. Right. So not yeah. only do we learn for that relationship not to say things like that, but then all of us carry that trauma, little T, not capital T, but carry that trauma forward into all of our other relationships. Well, gosh, maybe I shouldn't bring that up because then they're going to feel like I don't love them. And then we're going to have this long drawn out conversation and it's going to suck and we're going to cry and we're both going to feel bad. So I'm just not even going to say that until such a time as it all builds up to a freaking mighty explosion inside my brain. And suddenly we're in the middle of a dumpster fire. Yep. Suddenly, you're buying a shovel and bag of lye and uh, digging a ditch in the backyard. Wait, going out to visit the pig farm. Wait, yeah, wow, okay, you went there. Uh, there you go. Yes, I. Uh, 
I'm a fan. <laughs> Do people know where your ex-boyfriends are? I'm just curious. Uh, they've been in public lately. Anyway, uh, but no, uh, I, I, you know, you're really right. You know, I think men, I, I, I see it from a men's perspective because I, I've been a man. Uh, last time I checked, I've been a man. <laughs> Hopefully, makes sense. Uh, and so I don't, I don't, you know, I, well, I, I know what a man's experience is. And then I have a lot of uh, man dude friends, uh, husband types that, uh, you know, walked into that whole, uh, what they call it prison. No, I mean, marriage, marriage. Um, anyway, they, <laughs> I do the jokes people. Um, and they, you know, they, they have these attitudes of happy wife, happy life, you know, let it, let it roll, make her happy. Uh, yeah, it bugs the crap out of me. Yeah. She disrespects me. Yeah, I feel shit test, but yeah, happy wife, happy life. And then it's just this slow roll into, into, uh, a hellscape when, and then when I hang out, I'm like, you, you're letting that go on. Like I would never tolerate that in a million years. Like I, she'd be on a space shuttle to Mars right now. Um, somebody talks to me that way. Um, but a lot of guys have the problem setting boundaries. Like most, mm -hmm. most men I talk to are like, what's the boundary? And I'm like, dude, this yeah. is why you, you know, this is why your wife hasn't had sex with you in 10 years. Um, and uh, it's really important to set boundaries, uh, especially as a man. I think women look for that sort of, um, they look for a man who stands up for himself and, and can set boundaries and, and can provide structure in an alpha frame where he could say, Hey, you know, uh, this isn't, this isn't cool with me. I don't think, I don't think women like a man who's a pushover. I don't know. I could be wrong. I think, I think humans in general. So mm -hmm. one of the factors, one of the functions of boundaries is mm -hmm. not just to keep out what you don't want, mm -hmm. but to maintain your energy and resources for the things that are a priority to you. Ah. Right. So if you look at it from that standpoint, it is really hard to be passionate about somebody who can't bring it. <laughs> and if they are, as you said, like a doormat, yeah. then they're yeah. not bringing it right. They're not bringing there the passion is. to you. You're mm. not bringing the passion to them. It's all a big muddle. It's hard to be passionate about mm. somebody that you feel like you have to like mother. Yeah. Or, you know, check their phone to make sure they're not doing what they were doing last week. Or, you know, well, like this is where it all goes to hell. Yeah. Is, you know, we start giving in on these little things that really in the long run don't matter. We start giving up on that time with our besties. We start giving up on the outdoor activities that fill us up in order to make somebody else happy. But the thing is, when we met, we were filling ourselves up. Mm -hmm. And so now we're doing the, oh, well, I don't want you going on that trip this weekend. Well, yes, you know what? You are gonna miss me. And when I come back, we'll have some amazing sex because you missed me and I'll miss you, right? And because I'll go fill myself up in the outdoors, breathing in mountain air, on a hike or whatever with the dudes and I'll come back and be excited to see you. There you go. Refill you know, like this is the type of thing that people miss this individuality in relationships. Like how do, and even with kids, how do you and I collaborate on creating the best life possible for each of us 
And and people are so much better off if they can go refill their cups outside of the relationship. You know, like you said, you can actually they can miss each other. But you know, I, I've I've had friends that I'm like, hey, are we golfing anymore? No, the wife says I can't golf anymore. She's she, there's honey dudes at home, and she doesn't like that I'm out hanging out and just doing whatever. Um, and you know, which belies insecurity in their relationship where she doesn't trust him or something. Or and it's entirely know. possible that there's a reason for her not to trust him. Possibly. Right. Like we don't know what we don't know what started that whole downhill mm -hmm. slide. I mean, it could be she has trauma from past relationships. Trauma it could be he's a dick. But yeah. ultimately, she's let's let's turn this around to her. She's doing herself a disservice, making her his mommy, his yeah. jailer. You know, like that's not gonna lead to passion and fire and deep love and trust yeah because once you once you turn a woman from you know your passionate lover to where she's your mom she takes on a matriarchal role mm -hmm. and then she doesn't have a sexual attraction to you anymore that's uh, that's what a lot of guys don't realize when you do that whole i want my wife to be my mom and and you know you, I'll, I'll, anytime one of my friends wives is like i have five kids at home you know they have four kids and you know they call the yeah oh, husband yeah. the fifth kid i'm just like oh my god oh, that sounds like an awful situation and it like, feels it, so disrespectful yeah and if if i were a girlfriend you'd joke about that it'd probably be a boundary fence going up real quick yeah, yeah we're gonna have a conversation here but you know this. what we're socialized like that yeah. Right, we watch we watch TV shows where this is normal behavior, and there's a laugh track, and people are like, oh, ha, 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 yeah. right, and everybody's like, oh, that's so jolly. Look at these silly humans. Look at this man just being a kind of galumph and going through life, and look at her just getting things done and being the power person. Mm -hmm. uh, you talk about stop begging for what you want and yeah. need. Uh, do you find a lot of people that should be setting boundaries uh, are doing a lot of begging? Is that kind of a sign that people can look I mean, for and go? Think about these guys that we're talking about. You know, like think about are they getting the sexy times that no. they need in their relationships? And how no. much of what they do do you think is them begging by giving up their boundaries? to get more of that, never realizing that they're actually almost assuring they're going to get less. Pretty much. Yeah, it's a cycle. And it's the same thing. Let, let's just, let me just turn this around. It's the same thing with women, mm -hmm. right? Because we, many of us, will often go into a relationship, and, and men do this too, like this these cross genders. We're going generalizations here. But, you know, some men will do this too in that, they will give love and affection and caretaking in the hopes of getting that kind of passion and feeling of belonging back. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is when somebody is giving you that feeling of belonging only by doing the things they want and not actually filling you up with all of the other things, that's when you start in this, what I call a control or be controlled relationship pattern oh, i want to get you to do this for this. me and mm -hmm. in return i will do this for you and that leads to covert contracts that's like yeah covert contracts i love this man you can write a whole book on that thing <laughs> Yo, yes and i talk i do talk about covert contracts in the book for sure because that's like a it's sort of like a boundary blackmail 
yeah. I did this I, for you, therefore you can't complain, you know, when I ask you to do this for me. Yep. I, 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 I have, I hate that stuff. I'm very good at picking it up. I've kind of learned the hard way too about it, but I'm, I'm really good at like, wait, what, what, what what's going on? What did I agree to? Oh, you know, I'll hear something on the slide. Oh, okay. We're going to read on that. I'm like, what, what do we agree on? I, I'm really good at tracking this stuff down. I've learned the hard way over the years. Uh, you know, I had somebody pull a, a, a contract, uh, thing on me the other day on linkedin they sent me a spam message going hey and i guess they're connected with me so they can keep sending spam messages and they sent me some spammy message i just ignored it because i got better things to do and uh and then he the guy wrote back a couple days later and he said hey i didn't hear back from you on this spam message i sent you um but hey so i don't contact you again can you just let me know either way if you're interested and I was pissed. I was like, did you just fucking put, put a contract on me that extorts yeah. me where if I don't answer you back to giving you yes or no, then you're just going to keep fucking harassing me? Are you fucking out of your fucking mind? You know you where that me. happens a lot? Where? Dating sites. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, they'll send a message, right? And you're off doing life. Yeah, you're right. doing life. And then they'll send purpose, another right? message, like, you know, an hour later, and you're still, you're doing life. And then they'll send another message. And then, and this is primarily dudes to, like, me, then mm. they'll be like, well, I see that, you know, you just don't have the time to respond to me. And I was just trying to be nice. You're not really all that attractive anyway. Oh see you God. next Tuesday. So, so right? passive. Is that passive aggressive or aggressive? It, I mean, it's passive. You know, the ba the backhanding part of it. On on the plus side, every time I get a message like that, I'm like, oh, thank you so much for showing me exactly who you are. Yeah, yeah. that's a, It's a good flush out when that happens. I, I have the opposite where women will say to me, how come you're not like the other guys that don't just sit there and hump my leg and text message me 5,000 times a day? And it's like I, I'm making money and I got shit to do and my life's purpose and, uh, you know, I don't you're we'll go out when we go out i don't I and if and when you find just the right connection mm. it'll work you'll either have more time or they'll be perfect with your you know circumstances and it'll find its way to work at this point i'll be single forever <laughs> but uh, that's that is also a choice <laughs> But no, it's, it's funny, but uh, like you say, yeah, dating sites, I've seen people freak out. Uh, what was that old movie that I thought was really funny or so fucking money? And the guy gets the girl's number, and 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 his buddy tells him, don't call that thing for 48 hours. And he calls oh. her, and then he leaves like 50,000 messages. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that kind of reminds me of. But yeah, boundaries are so important. People need to realize that. And, and uh, I think... In my opinion, men especially. I think I think women are more masters of relationships and and better at. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit. But I, I think we're I've better been, at relationships. I've been in dating and relationships um, mm -hmm. since the early 2000s. I used to ghostwrite for pickup artists and so on and so forth. I've seen mm. this from both sides. In fact, I've seen it from the entire spectrum mm. of gender, sexuality, orientation, whatever. Mm -hmm. 
pretty much everyone is crap at boundaries. <laughs> well, this Seriously, is why like, they all need your book. Pretty much everyone. Yo, absolutely. Every single person in the world needs to buy this book for, for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not biased or anything, but I sure, wrote it yeah. for a reason. And when it comes right down to it, mm -hmm. we all know probably one person, most of us know just one person, unless we've got really, really good boundaries ourselves. But most of us know that one person who always seems to be able to speak their mind comfortably, be entirely authentic about who they are. They show up, they always have energy for mm -hmm. the people that they're with, because that is their priority right this moment. They never say yes when they don't mean it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they are there with you because they want to be there with you. Yeah. Those you describe what an asshole I am. Who have good boundaries. Yeah. It, to me, it's so important. Uh, and I'm really wary of stuff. Like I those secret contracts you mentioned and mm -hmm. yeah. silent contracts or whatever. I, I'm really wary of that stuff. I'm really aware. You know, I've, I've had all sorts of people pull stuff with me. And, you know, as you know, from the singles market, you meet a lot of people. And there's always people that try and play you or capture mm -hmm. you or try and, you know, they're trying to they get in your head or shit test or another thing as a man you have to get really used to. Um, and you have to sit there and go, okay, wait, now why is, people always talk about how men we're always, we we're always so quiet. We think about things and we take our time answering shit. It's because we're trying to figure out where it's coming from, why it's coming. And, you know, we try, we're just like, okay, so what, what's this about and what are my options and what do I have to lose? Uh, so, but boundaries are so important, um, mm -hmm. you know, especially when it comes to respect. For men, respect is a big deal. It's almost yeah. bigger than sex. Really, sex is a part of paying respect to us uh, and respecting and love to us. Respect is like really intertwined with love to us. And I see so many men, um, I can't speak for women because I don't, I don't, I'm not a woman, but I see so many men that don't set boundaries and they have that up uh, your wife, uh, just make her happy. I'm sure it'll be fine. And you know, meanwhile, their wives are just crapping all over them. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk to, uh, speak to is, uh, it, people can't see this on Amazon, but the back of your book has boundaries are a, I'll, I'll lead, I'll set that up for you. What, what is it? <laughs> so boundaries are a shit shield. <laughs> and you have a picture of an umbrella with shit raining down you got to see the you got to see the animation bo uh, boys and girls but yeah uh you've got a picture of uh, an umbrella and shit's raining down i love this it's a shit shield it is um it's actually it's an otter wearing victorian clothing holding an umbrella with little poops hanging you know raining down on the umbrella and um that's a funny story because when i started writing this book Part of the research I did since I had been, uh, you know, a decade and a half into having set my boundaries and learning to live my life boundaryful, um, I started interviewing people through all walks of life about their boundaries. And I wanted to find out more about the beginner's mindset again. I wanted to find out about people in different stages, what types of boundary challenges people have had. A lot of these people and examples are actually in the book. Wow. Um, and one of the people that I spoke to, you know, we were talking and she said, my therapist called boundaries a shit shield. And I said, aha, right? Like, that's it. 
It's it's so true. Like you you can literally like one of those big clear police shields. You know, people are just throwing it at you, and you see it splat and then run <laughs> down, and it is not affecting oh, you at man. all. Okay, there you go. Uh, <laughs> you got me with the imagery on that. That got right into my head. <laughs> the splat part. But you know, yeah, yeah, you're sick of people's shit, so you yeah. you say, hey man, we got to set up some boundaries here, and. Uh, and 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 how do you how do you sell boundaries? You know, uh, how do you explain to people that this is not only healthy for them, but it, it's really healthy for you? And you know, I've had to explain to sometimes some sometimes to people that hey, I I had some trauma in in my life, and I have some, and I, I think I've dealt with most of it, but I don't deal well with people gaslighting me, and yeah. I I certainly do better with it than I ever have before, but I don't like. I don't like dishonest people. I don't like people that know I'm fucking integrity. So anyway, so I don't want them in my life. It doesn't, that doesn't even, it may be based on my trauma, but I try and surround myself with uplifting uh, people that are going someplace instead of having to Absolutely. lie through the world. And so, you know, that's important to me just from an aspect of, of, of uh, good humanity or, or uh, whatever you want to call it, good morals. Um, but still it will bug me if people lie to me consistently because Partially, it, it triggers my trauma a little bit, but also I, I, I go, you're full of shit. And I don't want people around me that are full of shit because I'm full of shit. And that's my job. Um, but <laughs> you're a professional at it. I'm a professional full of shitter. So <laughs> you won't catch me, but I'll catch Did you. Did you bullshit today? See how that no. works. Did you yeah. try to bullshit today? Did you try? <laughs> yes. What movie is that from? Uh, History of the World Part One. <laughs> that's right. That's what a, what a great reference. So, um, how, how how do you communicate to people that this is healthy, you know, because like you say, early in the show, you talked about how people play it off. Like, oh, come on, I'm just using a term that's, you know, that's funny and I'm just being cute and flirty and, you know, and you're like, no, that really, that really hurts me or offends me or bothers me. Um, how do you communicate with them effectively how important it is for you so that they kind of go, oh, wow, I, I, I can empathize with what how you that makes you feel so i i would say there's two parts to that answer um one part is and i'm and i'm gonna i'm gonna brag a little bit so um heather shannon uh is a therapist and she wrote the foreword for my book and she had amazing glowing things to say hmm? and one of the things she said after saying all these wonderful things about me is um unless you think that i'm too easy to please i don't like 90 percent of what's said out there about boundaries because it's so aggressive and it focuses so much in on conflict so <laughs> which takes me to the second part of it first you have to know kind of how to say something um, right so that you're actually communicating with the other person not just talking at them you mean i can't scream at them I mean, my batteries. but how well do you listen to what other people have to say when they're screaming at you? Wait, I have to do that. Right. Yeah. Oh, so man, this is too thing. much work. Yeah. That's, I don't know this. <laughs> and this then the second work. half of this is I have a chapter in my book called the other side ethics, mm -hmm. where I talk about ethics and boundaries being two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. And the best way to live a life where your boundaries are honored is to work with others and encourage them to set boundaries and honor, honor their boundaries. So when you're having mm. these conversations, talk about not just, I can't stand this, 
But also, mm -hmm. how about let's talk about the types of things that neither one of us want to experience within a conversation, oh. right? And we build instead of, because, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, conflict and cooperation and um, what's the big one? Compromise. Battle? Oh, compromise. Yeah. We can't, I uh, give, I give a piece of me, you give a piece of you and we both end up with less, right? <laughs> How about let's look at collaborate or co-create, ah. you know, the container that we exist within. Mm -hmm. So gaslighting, for example, how about instead of saying, I don't ever want to be gaslit, mm -hmm. you know, let's talk about you and I, let's talk about honesty. Ah. Let's talk about validating each other. Let's talk about trying to understand each other. And if we ever feel like it's sliding, one of the things I talk about that I bring in from alternative lifestyles is the idea of safe wording. Mm. You know, we have an agreed upon thing where one of us says, you know, hey, don't love the way this conversation is going. We're both getting kind of emotional. Can we set this to the side? Maybe we'll email each other for the next couple of days while we're still like, you know, even together, but we can like send emails with our thoughts on the topic that aren't super emotional and head up. And then we'll come back to this, you know, Tuesday at dinner. Ah. And that way, what we're doing again, the whole goal is how can you and I collaborate on creating the best life for both of us. Not how can I talk you into allowing me to do this shit that I want to do that you don't want to do. Jeez, you I, should like, do couples. You should do couples therapy. <laughs> so I do coaching one-on-one. -on -one, well, and I also have worked with couples who have had, mm. you know, a couple of challenges here and there. Mm. And you know, this is the type of thing where people get caught in these traps, these patterns of relating to one another. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of ways to handle those, right? Like, you know, therapy, that's mm -hmm. absolutely, you know, go to therapy, get yourself right. If you need to get your head put on right, whatever. Also, from where you are now, how do you take those steps forward to where you want to be? Right. And that's, that's what I focus on is what gets us from here to there what would yeah. instead of what would jesus do what would future me do i i, I do what would pontius pilot do so uh kill everyone's firstborn <laughs> oh, crucify 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 that's pretty much how i roll yeah uh, especially when people cross my boundaries uh but i'm gonna learn so much i think uh, a lot of us are gonna learn a lot from this uh give us your final plugs tell us how people can onboard with you for your coaching and different things service you offer as we go out so my.curiouser.life, um, you can find links to the book on Amazon in all the different Amazons. You can find a link to my daily boundaries app for Apple and Android. You can find my take no shit workshop. You can find how to get coaching with me, either one-on-one -on -one or like I said, if you are a couple and you'd like to do that, um, I'm here for that as well. And you can contact me through there. You can find social media through there. Uh, you can see a couple of videos of me through there. You can find out all the podcasts that I've been on through there. Really easy. My.curiouser.life. 
There you go. Uh, I think you should go on TikTok shop because that's really huge right now. In fact, it's giving Amazon a run for the money. You should sell the boundary uh, shit uh, umbrellas. I think that would be cool. <laughs> you know, you could you get like a, on the back of your book, they, they look like little uh, Pringle cones, little, little diamonds. And so what you could do is you sell an umbrella and it just it says boundary on it, this big giant boundary word, my boundary umbrella. And then it just has little st stuck. Oh, I little, love it. Uh, I, I agree. I definitely need yeah. to do this. Yeah. And you just, yeah. it's great PR too. You just walk down New York City with that thing and people be like, what is that? And you're like, buy the book. You'll find out. There you go. <laughs> this is why they pay me $5 a day. Uh, so thank you very much for coming to the show. I think this is a real important topic for everybody. As you said, both men and women uh, need to uh, understand boundaries. And I think it would make relationships a whole lot better. Um, and, but then, but then where would I be if, if relationships were better? Cause I've been single all my life. I mean, my dating pool would contract, so we don't have, we can't have that. <laughs> we need divorce lawyers in my life. Uh, so thank you very much for coming on Heather. It's been fun to have you on as well. Uh, thanks to my honest for tuning in. You go to goodreads.com for just Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com for just Chris Foss, YouTube.com for just Chris Foss and Chris Foss one on the tickety talkity. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time.